Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Music Buds podcast. This is episode number 35, and my name is Henry. This week, I'm honored to be joined by composer Rutger Hudemachers, known for his work on the recent Hulu series, No Man's Land, as well as the Icelandic crime series, Trapped, and many others. Uh, Rutger, it's so nice to meet you. I've, uh, as I was telling you before, I've really enjoyed your work for a long time now. So thank you for being here. My pleasure and uh, nice to meet you as well. Thank you. First of all, how are things going for you these days? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, there's, there are interesting times for sure. Um, yeah. I, uh, I actually moved, uh, at the beginning of, of, of this pandemic to, from, from Berlin where I've been living for, uh, about 13 years to Brussels in Belgium yeah. and, uh, moving countries in this, in this, uh, time is, is not ideal. I have to say <laughs> so. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly at home and I've set up my studio in the apartment. So that's, uh, it's a bit of a strange, strange way to, you know, to, to be introduced to a new place, but it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's challenging and, and fun at the same time. But yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, well, I just kind of kicking things off. I, I did want to ask, how was it that you got started, um, with composing was music, something you had always wanted to do? Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm not from a musical family uh, as such. Uh, um, I, my brother and, and me are, are basically the only people in the family, in the entire family that are somewhat musical. Um, so I, I started tinkering around with, uh, with computers at a fairly early age. And um, I was just really interested in, in, creating music with computers. Uh, so that's how it kind of started for me. And that, that was mostly uh, the Commodore 64 and, and even more so the, the Commodore Amiga uh, when I, uh, when I, around when I was 12, I think my parents bought one of those. And that's when it just really started taking off and, and it had is an ability to, to use uh, uh, low resolution samples and only four at a time, but so you had to be kind of creative in how to, mm-hmm. how to create little compositions. So I, I started messing around with that a lot and, um, became, um, a part of the, what's called the demo scene. So it was kind of this, uh, movement in addition to, to the hacker, hacker scene, uh, at the time where people were just basically showing off their skills. So, you know, music, uh, coding, um, the graphics, all kinds of things. And of course that was not as advanced as things are at the moment, but it's, there were all kinds of competitions for that. And, you know, there was like a, a family, uh, situation that I landed in and, and, um, became a part of, and that's, that's kind of how I got into composing more and more. So, um, you know, uh, some some simple video games with some friends and uh, and all that kind of stuff and from there just got involved with bands and, and with you know techno and all, all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah. it took me a long way to to get to film music but, but that's basically well, yeah that was the start for me. Who are some uh, artists that you first uh, connected with uh, in terms of get, just getting into you know interested in music? I pretty much liked everything I heard. I was just so interested and and infatuated with with music in general, and I just always wanted to understand how certain things, especially in terms of sound, how how certain sounds were made, and how you know 
how arrangements worked and and i i pretty much taught myself what a chord was and you know of course i had some some uh theory later also to back that up but it was mostly just trying to figure out how it worked so i was i was listening to pop music a lot of course and and my parents listened to to classical music so um not so much jazz at the time i would say but that that's something that i was interested or i became interested in later but um yeah mostly started with that and you know anything from from michael jackson to the beatles to, to <laughs> sure. mode and 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 also you know i went at some point i really got into the heavier electronic stuff so a lot of techno and and uh, yeah also the melodic more melodic side of that so you know warp records and and uh um, um, future sound of London, orbital, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, talking about about some of your uh, your film and TV work. So trapped the mm -hmm. the crime series, which man, if that is like a such a great show, and that music is so um, it, it fits it so well, and it's so you know chilling, and it, which mm -hmm. of course you know really fits the the setting and the, and the story. How did you get involved with with that project? That was uh, I, that was a bit of a, a stroke of luck, I would say. Um, I was at the time uh, part of a communal studio in Berlin that we actually recently had to give up uh, because of ultimately because of gentrification. I would say the, mm. that we lost our our lease, and um, but we had that studio for about ten years. Um, and that was a studio community where uh, people like Johan Johansson were um, uh, also renting a studio and Hilder Gudnatotti, uh, with both of those uh, people, I, I, I get trapped, of course. Um, Dustin O'Halloran was also there and a bunch of other people. And um, I was I was doing a lot of different things, just trying to find my way in, in music. And it was Dustin O'Halloran who actually... Um, told Johan that he should ask me for, for Trapped. And that was basically because Johan was asked to do Trapped and it being in an Icelandic series, he was pretty much not allowed to say no uh, because at the time it was the biggest production they had ever done and right. they really wanted him to, to score it. He was really busy with Arrival at the time. Um, and uh, so he asked me and, and Hilder to, to help him out with that. And... Um, yeah, you know, that, that was a, that was a, a break for me because I really was trying to get more into, into film, uh, film music. I was really interested in that. And, um, I got a chance to work with, with two geniuses because they're, they're, well, Johan was, but Hilder is yeah. fantastic at what she does, of course. And, um, finally the, you know, we've seen in the last year that, that the world is starting to acknowledge that. So, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that, and that was that was great. So I would say that that was uh, uh, I was given a voice in it as well. So it, you know that was a beautiful thing where it was really three uh, three minds coming up with the music, and, and you can even hear you know who, who kind of came up with which parts, and, and later it, it sort of melted into into one sound. But uh, but yeah, that uh, that's basically how it how it came to be. Yeah. And uh, also some of the other other work that you've done, um, I get similar to composing or in that that area. You've had you've been involved with films like 
Arrival and and Mary Magdalene as well. Mm -hmm. And which, I mean, of course, those are two great films. What what is it that you were involved with? How did you, what was your your part in those those films? So basically it was, when when we finished uh, the first season of Trapped, Johan uh, Johan asked me if I was interested to work on other projects with him as well. And of course, uh, a lot of those projects I wouldn't have the same liberty that I that I had on Trapped because on, on Trapped I was really allowed to be a full-on composer. After that, working on, the, on on all of the films with Johan was the role would, would differ depending on what was needed. Um, so with Arrival, I didn't actually get into it until later in the process because I, I was still finishing Trapped for the most part where Johan was already uh, working on Arrival. So I, I helped him uh, on that specific project with uh, some, some orchestra techniques. We were looking for like more avant-garde techniques to work with the orchestra to create certain sounds. So I, um, uh, I worked on, on several of the, of the pieces for that. And, um, but that, that wasn't, my role was fairly small on that one. Mary Magdalene, yeah, it was also another one of those projects where, you know, whatever was needed because it, it was just, uh, there were so many things happening at the same time that, you know, sometimes it's just play this or it's, uh, you know, work on this arrangement for a bit. And uh, so it, it kind of goes all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, there were projects like, like uh, Blade Runner that we unfortunately didn't get to finish, but um, where we worked on it for a full year and it, it was just... Yeah, we, we, we went through the whole process of, of creating demos and creating sounds and doing crazy recording sessions. And, and yeah. yeah, no, it was, you know, I feel very, um, very honored that I, that I have been a part of all of those things. So it's, uh, uh, yeah. Were, yeah. And every project was also different in that, uh, in that sense that, you know, there wasn't a set method for, for, where we would just do the same thing for each film. It was really like, what does this film need? Okay, you know, let's just go crazy and do four, four days of just improvised recordings and just see what we get out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and do you find that maybe, I guess, going between these different roles is kind of interesting in its own right, just the variety of, you know, sometimes being the composer, other times being a musician, you know, with within the group. Do you find that that's kind of a cool variety for you creatively absolutely yeah i mean that, that goes back to what i was saying before that you know when i was young i was just so interested in, in trying to understand how how does this all work and how can i also get to a point where i'm able to, to make something like like that you know even even a pop song or in this case uh, a score um no it's it's fascinating to always change up your method, methods so that you can also teach yourself new things and, and, you know, work with sounds that you've never worked with before. And, um, and also through collaborations, you always end up with ideas that you would have never thought of on your own. You know, you, you can be the, I think Johan was also uh, kind of a master at that. He was, he was really good at, at just curating material. You know, you would always have a, a bunch of collaborators in each project and, and then just, see what material you end up with and just making choices and starting to build arrangements from from whatever is there and um yeah that keeps it exciting and 
I think I would get very bored if it was the same every time. It's, uh, yeah. I think that's kind of the cool thing about film music that you can just mix it up all the time. And every director will also have their own uh, requests, you know, what, what, whatever they're looking for. Or uh, yeah, the, the, the world of the, that the script is in, that the characters are in, will be completely different from, from the last project. So, you know, whatever that needs, that's what you're going to end up doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, t- touching on on Johan, he when I was just first starting to to hear his music, you know, going to his like uh, Spotify page, for example, as you were just saying, the number of collaborators is crazy. Just mm-hmm. I mean, he's you know so many, so much variety, so many you know interesting collaborations, and that's such a, I think that could be such an underappreciated thing. And it's it's just it's an, he was an incredible. I think he was uh, one of his strong suits was that he realized that that he couldn't do it by himself and he needed other people to 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 work on this project with um and he was he was very generous in allowing people space and mm-hmm. you know not not keeping them back and and making himself into to the boss i mean obviously he was and it was his core um but he would always just let you fly for a bit and then together you would figure out, you know, what, what can we do with this? Yeah. So, yeah. Going back to more so your uh, composing work, uh, No Man's Land, which is uh, a recent Hulu original series, which is a mm-hmm. like a kind of an action thriller series. How mm-hmm. did you get involved with, with that project? Was that a, I mean, because it's a pretty intense show. So, I mean, what was it like making the music for it? Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I kind of used a similar tactic where we, we um, while they were shooting it, I, I rented a church for, for two days and I just brought in a bunch of metal, uh, metal guys, uh, guitarists and, and, and uh, a vocalist and um, a bunch of other people. And we just, well, we were basically raising the devil uh, for a few days in that church and, and right. we were were a lot of uh, like retired people living around that church and they would kind of come in and see if everything was okay because they hear they, they were hearing all these weird sounds coming from the from the, from the chapel and uh, but yeah so we um they were looking for for uh, a score that was you know a bit more um i wouldn't say electronic but just maybe a bit more industrial the the director is really um uh, you know, his background is really, uh, he loves industrial music and, and mostly the, the 80s and 90s stuff. And, uh, Einstein's and the Neubauten and, and Robin Gressel, that kind of stuff. And, and so we were looking for, uh, yeah, a way to, to incorporate that into the, into the score. So I figured if I, if I just record some, some more extreme metal, uh, metal guys and just let them zone out a bit and, and then, bring it back into a more electronic realm that that's kind of what we ended up with. And yeah, it was, it was, I guess he was, um, he really liked a score I had done for a German film uh, a few years ago, uh, which was a, a low budget production that I, I just had to take, you know, get favors from all of my friends basically to record it because there was zero budget for it. Um, but that also ended up being a bit of an industrial score which is not my background at all but it's it just it is what what came out of it 
and um, and we had a lot of fun making that. So he was hoping to you know get something in that realm, and then yeah, we were also really trying not to go into the Arabic uh, sound too much. Um, you know, we 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 have some sounds in the end that kind of give you a, a hint of of you know where where it's actually playing, but we never wanted to use Arabic or Syrian uh, or even Kurdish music, but. Uh, the furthest I came was actually using a skin drum that's on my wall here, uh, which you can't see, but it's, uh, uh, I ended up uh, just playing, having, we, we had this trigger uh, that you could hook up with MIDI and I just used it as a drum computer almost, you know, so cool. played all these weird rhythms that, that a drum computer would normally do, but we, we used the skin drum for that, so that was cool. Yeah, and uh, was that the film that you were speaking on was that the last berliner yeah 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 that man that is a, a powerful film <laughs> oh you've seen it actually yeah 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 oh, cool and now with you know whether it's you know trapped or, or the last berliner or or no man's land is there something in particular about projects that excites you when you first see them is there something and if not if, if there's nothing specific that's okay but is there something that maybe excites you when you first get onto a project I mean, in the end, uh, what I never thought about it so much, uh, you know, a few years ago, but I've really become quite sensitive to the quality of writing somehow. And it just needs to be solid. And if, because if it's, if the writing, if the writing's good, then the characters are good. And then the emotional world of the, of the, of the characters, you know, whatever the story is, it doesn't really matter it's believable and it's something that you can connect your music to. And, you know, that can be, that can be a thriller. It can be a love story. It wouldn't even matter, but it, that needs to work. And I think that's, that's for instance, with Trapped and, um, and also with No Man's Land and even The Last Berliner, you know, those are projects where the writing works and it's, um, there's, there's very little holes in it. And um, yeah, that, that definitely helps create better quality music and, um, so yeah, I guess that that's always what I'm what I'm after. That I don't think I would take on a project where where I just don't believe in the in the script. Yeah, for sure. I mean, writing will kind of lay the groundwork. So if you don't have that, Absolutely. you know, steady, you're not going to get get anywhere. Exactly. Um, well, are, are you uh, someone who who watches many movies, TV shows on your downtime? I watch a, a bit, yeah, but. Um, it, uh, at the moment, more than than uh, than than other times, of course. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, because it's it's also just nice distraction. It depends a bit because if I'm if I'm working when I was working on No Man's Land, for instance, I I wouldn't watch too many series because my head was already so in it, and mm. I was uh, I would watch a movie once in a while. But at the moment, at the moment, I'm watching a bit more series again, which is uh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I try to keep up a bit, but yeah, there's only so much that you can watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's makes sense. I mean, depending on your, your work schedule, I'm sure that kind of goes in and out. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I did want to briefly touch on the, uh, this compilation album, ambient layers mm -hmm. that uh, you were involved in. W what's that? How did that project come about? 
I that's uh, that's on a label called Seven K, um, and that uh, they they are based in in, uh, in Berlin. So I uh, I I am friends with with some of the people who are on that label, and I was asked by by the guy who was putting together the compilation. Um, but yeah, we were we were looking for something to do together for a while, and um, yeah, so you know. There's 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 friends on this compilation as well, so it's kind of a yeah, it's almost like a family affair. I would say you know, <laughs> that's that's kind of and it was a nice goodbye for me from Berlin because that was kind of happening when when I was leaving, and uh, so it's it's kind of a nice way to to end my time there. And mm-hmm. and, um, and it, it, I think you know we um, uh, they were interested in in, in also. Having one of one of uh, the pieces uh, of my upcoming album, uh, which is on a, on a different label, so it's going to be on Fat Cat. But since that was already planned for for them, uh, you know, we we decided to. I, I created a piece in in, in lockdown, and so uh, uh, yeah, it's it's like a it's a like a uh, what do you call that like a uh, special a piece specially made for this compilation, right? Yeah. And, uh, other people I've talked to, I mean, it, I, th- I think for better, uh, and, and maybe for worse, this, you know, lockdown is causing people to like, are being like forced to create something to stay the same, yeah. you know? So you're amongst good company there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although that's, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I've, I've actually been talking to, to some, some, uh, fellow composers, uh, about that, that, you know, we have all this time, and, and we feel like we have to we have to be productive. And but at the same time, it feels so strange to be this productive right now because you know we're we don't even know where things are going at the moment, and yeah. you know, you're constantly battling your own, uh, yeah, I don't know, like anxieties, I suppose. And, yeah, yeah. But but you know, it's great, and and I've actually been spending a lot of my time just writing solo music at the moment. Because, cool. Yeah, it's a good time for it. Is there uh, is there much of a difference for you in, in the process for doing solo music as opposed to film music? I mean, obviously with film or TV, you're, you know, you're seeing footage and things like that. But in terms of writing, is there much of a difference or is it fairly the same thing? No, it's um, I mean, yes and no, I guess. But the biggest difference uh, is that you know whenever you do film music as much as i would like to take all the credit for it in the end i'm, I'm scoring somebody else's vision and you know the, it always starts with with the director or a producer who have an idea of what they're they might not be able to to put it into words exactly at what they're looking for or you might have you know another suggestion that they ended up end up going with because they really like it but ultimately, it's their work, and you're a part of that, and, and you know you're at somebody's service. And um, and of course, it's you know it's a dialogue, and you do it together. But whenever I write solo music, that I'm 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 fulfilling all of those roles, and um, you know I have I have these dialogues with myself, and often too long. And um, sure, but yeah, that's that's the difference. And also, you you can go in every possible direction. You know, the, the, if you're working working on a film or, or on TV, the the, the people, uh, the producers, and the director will tell you 
what the, the scope of, of your musical mm -hmm. realm will be. And, and, and in the case of, of my solo music, I can do whatever I would like. You know? <laughs> <So> that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes it easier and harder at the same time. But, uh, but that's, yeah, I would say that that's the main difference. Yeah. Uh, well, Rutger, I mean, is there, uh, really enjoy talking to you. Is there anything else in particular, uh, about your work or anything coming up that I, I haven't touched on that you'd like to, to have out there? Like I said, I had my, my solo album is coming out in March on, on, uh, on Fat Cat Records. That's, uh, that's something I'm very happy with because yeah, this, I was working on that for so long and, you know, I'm very, very happy to finally have something to my name that is really mine. Uh, yeah. again. so that's, uh. No, it's at, at the moment I'm, I'm just focusing on that and, and getting that out into the world. And, uh, so, yeah. We'll, well see great, what, yeah. what this year will bring for, for all of us. Yeah, let's hope it's a better one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Well, Rutger, uh, thanks so much again for, for taking the time. I mean, you're, you're welcome back whenever you'd like. If, you know, some something comes out down the line, you know, you're welcome to come back and, and, and um, but yeah. Lovely. That's, that's nice to hear. Man. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, please, you know, just, you know, stay safe and, you know, I, I hope to, to see you again sometime soon. Same goes uh, both ways there. Thank you. Uh, nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. All right, everybody. I think that is about it for the show this week. Uh, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on your way out. Thank you very much. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Music Buds. Check out themusicbuds.com. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>